0: Today is May twelfth, 2022, and we have seen a complete bloodbath, not just in stocks, but also definitely cryptocurrency and weakness in gold, which is a bit unexpected because um, many times when stocks go south, gold has strength. That is not necessarily the case right now. And we're going to talk about why that is, what happened to crypto, what's happening with stocks what we should be doing about it in just a moment. I'll be right with you. Okay, so hi everyone. I know it's been a painful, very, very painful month. The S&P 500 is down about 18.5% and that can feel horrible if you um, have too much invested in equities. Now, the temptation here might be, especially for somebody that doesn't understand this, um, if you go to you know, a financial planner or a broker salesman, then you're worried about the markets, the equity side, the stock side, which of course can be very volatile. They might say, oh, well, let's get you more safe in bonds, but are bonds safer? We're going to be talking a lot more about that. Um, the long and the short of it is Not in today's world. Maybe next year, certainly it should be better off in 2024. But right now it's risky because of rising interest rates are negative for bonds too. So what's going on? If We've got stocks losing money, cryptocurrency losing money, gold weak, and bonds are weak. What are you supposed to do? Well, first off, you're supposed to know that. So having the wisdom of what is really happening allows you to be the boss of your money. If you don't know this information and you just go and trust that somebody else knows more, you could really be putting yourself at risk. We'll talk a little bit more about the risk in bonds. We're gonna start with stocks, crypto, and gold for now. And then we have a question at the end about bonds. So we will talk about that as well. For those of you that think I'm avoiding the subject, not so, I have already talked a lot about bonds and how can you get access to that information is simple. Go to Nataliepace.com, click on the Spotify or on the YouTube, that that photo right there is my YouTube channel. And you're gonna be able to find all of my, uh, well, my most recent ones. There are two that are specifically on bonds. So I definitely want you to go back and get more updated on that. So the the video that I have pinned right now is the power of 8 billion, it's up to us. You're welcome to look at that. But if you wanna find the one about bonds, go to the playlists or look down on the other videos. And you can see here very easily that the most recent one is, is your conservative wealth plan safe? That talks a lot about bonds. Recession stocks, bonds, warning, that talks a lot about bonds as well. So again, I do have a lot of information on bonds already, so you can dive in deeper on those subjects. So today, let's talk a lot about stocks, cryptocurrency, and gold and what's at risk here. So I wanted to start by showing you a chart, and this is one that I keep track of so that we can have a litmus test. So. As you can see here, the S&P 500 was at 4,818.62. That was the high. It was only in January that it was that high. Here we are today, S&P 500, 3,930. And as I indicated, that is a loss of about 18.4%. So that's definitely down. Now, does that mean that it's over? The pain's over and it's gonna start rising again? Not necessarily. We have a lot of things going on. So I want to also say is that what a lot of people will say is you can, you know, they always say statistics, statistics, and you can shave statistics to meet anything that you want it to meet. So a lot of people are saying, oh, well, if we just have a correction and we don't have a recession, then it's only 35% losses expected. But we are um, at great risk of a recession, and if you haven't already read that blog, then you can get that at nataliepace.com. There were at least six warning signs of the recession that I talked about, you know, two months ago. Um, you can also email us at info@nataliepace.com at if you just want a direct link. But a lot of times, if you Google nataliepace.com. Um, Six signs of a recession, you should get it immediately. Google has a better search engine than our website. So I would definitely do it that way. So are we at risk of recession? Yes. And again, I don't want to go through past, we've had a teleconference on that too. So at the YouTube channel, you can go through all that I talked about the six warning signs of the recession in that video conference, in that webinar. So are we at risk of recession? Yes, 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 absolutely. Now, what's the cost of stock losses in a recession? That's something you need to be informed of, okay? Let's take a look at some of those statistics. So here is the Dow Jones Industrial Average and in the Great Recession. That was in uh, 2000, the high was October 2007, the low was March of 2009. The losses in the Dow were about 55%, and it took about six years to crawl back to even from those losses. It was more if you were invested in some of the things that went belly up, like Lehman Brothers or Countrywide or you know a few of those other ones. So it's important for you to know that the cost of the last, the most recent recession, was about 55% losses for the average person on their equity side. Now, stocks performed pretty well in the Great Recession. So if your financial advisor had overweighted safe into stocks, then you would have been okay. What do I mean by overweighting safe? In fact, that's what we did. And here's what an overweight safe looks like. In our portfolio, we said, hey, look, there's in uh, December of 2007, Um, we were saying there is a risk of a recession. It's a really high risk, and it could be really, really troublesome. So we're recommending that you overweight safe. What that means is you should always keep a percent equal to your age safe. And in troubled times, you would consider overweighting safe. So this person at the age of 30, if they were overweighted 20% safe, had 50% safe. Now, again, in the Great Recession, that might be okay in bonds. It's a troublesome matter in today's world. So I wouldn't do that in, in right now. I would get safe in other ways. It's a two-step process. There are areas of opportunity on the safe side. We go through it um, you know, for the whole day at our retreat so that you can understand the risk in bonds. Um, You know, the risk in even buying real estate or other hard assets. There are, however, some safe income producing hard assets that you can purchase for a good price. And we definitely go over that at the retreat. I also go over it in the book, um, the ABCs of Money. Be sure to get the fifth edition. And there's an entire section on what's safe there. So a lot of details in there um, or at the retreat. Our next one is June 10th through the 12th. So consider coming to it. But the long and the short of it is that this person overweighting safe is a way to protect your wealth. So if you are 50 and you're overweighting 20% safe, you only have 30% at risk. If it goes down by half, that's about 15% losses. And if that other side, uh, that 70% on the safe side earns gains, you might have no losses at all. So using our strategy in the Great Recession and the dot-com recession before that, most people earned gains during the recessions and then outperformed the bull markets in between. So it's all about balance, right? So again, it's, um, you know, keep a percent equal to your age safe is a is a common rule. And then overweight safe based on market conditions. This is something what we started doing in January, which turned out to be the hot, the top of this year. We overweighted safe in December of 2007, which was very close to the top before the Great De- uh, Recession. And we were overweighting safe in, um, in uh, you know, that, that's how I got into this business was by overweighting safe before the dot-com recession. I was the least popular person in December of 1999 at parties because everyone was bragging about their gains. And I was like, I would be overweighting safe right now. So again, these are not hunches. It's not intuition. It's all based on economic data. I spend my days reading financial stability reports, um, You know, talking to the senior index analyst at the S&P 500, you know, talking to the chief economist at the National Association of Realtors. So you don't really have time to do that. That's why I do these video conferences to educate you so that you can be the boss of your money. Now you might say, well, this sounds like a lot of work. Mm -mm. take one more look at this. It is easy as a pie chart. If you get a notice from me saying overweight safe, you would know what to do once you understand this pie chart system. It's easy as a pie chart, 10 slices. And the hardest part is to know what you uh, know what is safe this year because bonds aren't that safe. But again, you have books, you have those two free Uh, webinars and podcasts that you can listen to, or you can come to our investor educational retreat and learn it yourself. Now, if you learn it at the retreat, you know, as Benjamin Franklin said, an investment in wisdom always yields the best results. So again, now's the time that you want to be the boss of your money. You don't want to just have blind faith that somebody else is doing it for you because the products that they have to sell to you, you know, they can't sell you maybe the safest products because they don't get any ROI on it. So it's important for you to understand what's safe and what's hot and what a well-balanced and well-diversified and well-protected nest egg pie chart looks like. And if that is something that's proving to be difficult for you, invest in an unbiased second opinion from me. So you can do that reach out at info at nataliepace.com. Happy to give you pricing and information on that. Um, again, if you're budget conscious, go straight to the book and read it now. So, let me just show you how to do that. Um, again, the easiest way to make sure you get the most updated um, version is to go to nataliepace.com, scroll down, and you'll see there's the ABCs of Money, fifth edition. That's the one you want. Click on the book cover and it takes you over and you can order the ebook or you can order a print edition, whatever you desire. So again, we've looked at the potential for losses based on the great recession. And I think it's important to look at the potential for losses based on the dot-com recession because this period of time has a little bit more like the dot-com recession in terms of elevated PEs, elevated asset prices. So let's take a look at that one too. Here's the dot-com recession. Between the high of March of 2000, I mean, sorry, yes, 2000, and the low of October of 2002, the NASDAQ composite index lost 78%. You heard me right, almost 80%. If you had a million dollars invested in Amazon or any dot-com stock, then at the end of that low in October of 2002, it could be down to $220,000 or $280,000. So it's really important for you to know how to get safe and not be overweighted in equities and know what's safe on the safe side but since bonds are in trouble. Again, two webinars that I strongly encourage you to look at on that. Now, what about gold? What about crypto? Let's take a look real quickly at these two. So here's where gold is right now. And it's interesting because people are like, why is gold so weak? It's at 1810. And what do I mean by weak? Well, take a look at this chart. This is the 10-year returns um, you know, through the end of last year. And look at how dismal gold has performed. Now that's really low. Like if we looked at the same chart in 2012 when gold hit its last high, like most recent one was a couple of years, about a year ago uh, of 2000. But prior to that, it was in September of 2011. And around 2012, if you looked at that 10 year returns on gold, it looked like it was 17% annualized gains because it had popped so strongly in that time period. Now, why hasn't it popped now? Well, part of it is when the dollar's strong, when stocks are high, then you know, gold isn't necessarily that exciting. The other issue is that you know, people were certainly a little bit wary about the amount of debt that we have, the pandemic, all of this sort of stuff. Younger generation, their gold, their safe haven, they're more interested in crypto. And so that cut into the demand on gold as well. Does that mean that gold won't do anything? Unlikely. If the U.S. credit gets downgraded, and that could happen, although it could happen to all the other AAA countries as well um, that, in fact, was the event that sparked gold rising in 2011. So on August 5th of 2011, the U.S. credit was downgraded by a standard in poor. we were stripped of our AAA, we went down to A plus. Bitch ratings has the U.S. on a negative um, outlook for our AAA. So it is, it is likely, it is possible uh, that gold could have a heyday and that it could be triggered by a credit downgrade. Certainly, when people start getting a little bit more concerned about the dollar, the dollar is still strong. Then they might, but that could also be good for crypto. Now, a lot of people are hurting right now in crypto. And a piece of that is that they were over invested. So we're gonna talk about what happened with crypto. I'm gonna run you through six six points on crypto that I think you should be definitely cognizant of. But I also wanna show you, again, that nest egg pie chart system because this is what can protect you. So we go back to this. As you can see here, What you really want to do if you think something is super hot is to assign it a slice of the pie, not the farm. Don't be betting the farm on any hot thing because it's too volatile. You know, people always wonder, well, why in the world if stocks are dropping, why isn't crypto soaring? Why isn't gold soaring? And the reason is very simple. In the early stages of a correction, but you know, the safe haven assets actually go down too. They usually get a quicker recovery and a more robust recovery, but they get drugged down too. Now, I'm going to show you that in just a moment, but that's the reason why you don't bet the farm is because it's not necessarily that if stocks go down, crypto soars. It's not necessarily that. Uh, the dollar is going to become worthless and everyone, only people that will be able to buy food are those millionaire uh, Bitcoin holders. You know, it's just not the way life really works. In fact, again, I'm going to talk a lot more about crypto in just a moment, but outside of NFTs, most people are not using crypto as currency yet. It's a trader's platform. And that's been what's happening. That's what's causing the bloodbath. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But The most important thing for you to realize is that not only does the pie chart system help to protect you by not betting the farm, the other thing is you are supposed to be rebalancing your pie chart regularly. Once a year, twice a year, three times a year. Now, certainly if you hear that uh, Bitcoin has soared to an all-time high like it did on November 9th of 2021, then you, and all of a sudden you have five slices instead of two, then that is when you want to act. You don't want to say, oh, well, I'm supposed to wait until the end of December for my rebalancing. No, go ahead and capture gains. If you hear that something has shot the moon, get in there and capture your gains. Okay. So the pie chart system prompts you to do that because if you have one slice of something and it shoots the moon, you now have five slices. Your pie is bigger too, right? So you have to go in there, redo your pie. And if you have five slices and it should be, you know, you're only supposed to have four hot slices then, and you wanted to have two of those gold and maybe, you know, something else of the other two, then you know, you need to sell three slices. You get to keep and capture those gains. Now, the reason that's important is that if that happened, if you did that, and then today crypto tanked, now your slice has gotten very skinny. You have all that extra money. And if you think that now is the t- right time to come in, then you can buy low. Again, it's not buy on the dip and just you know, keep buying and tre- keep trying to catch a falling knife. Once, twice, or three times a year. Now, I would be more patient as a buyer and very opportunistic as a seller. Would I be buying crypto right now? Personally, I'm waiting. Because as when we have something that's this fast and this severe, we get margin calls that start elevate, um, escalating the, the momentum, speeding up the velocity of it. And um, I think that it could actually go lower. So that's why I am, I'm not doing my buying in yet. But that's what I wanted to say. So again, the pie chart system itself gives you the opportunity to invest in what you think is hot and then prompts you to sell high and buy low. So if you bet the farm and you've lost as much money as some people have lost on crypto in the past few months, they don't have the liquidity to buy low. That's one of the biggest reasons why people do not buy low is they don't have the money to buy low. So that rebalancing and capturing gains and keeping the appropriate amount safe and having liquidity affords you the money to buy low. Also, it affords you the emotional fortitude because if you've overinvested and had massive losses, you're tempted to sell low because you're worried that you're gonna lose everything. So again it's a balanced system that works the best in the it's so funny that in a uh, an industry that's still largely dominated by men that this is their aphorism stick to your knitting like a little you know grandmother or something so if you have a system that works you stick with the system you don't be like out there flailing about with headlines you stick to the system all right Let's jump into crypto a little bit more, because, um, you know, clearly that's had a very big bloodbath. So this is the blog that I just posted today. And I do recommend that you check it out and read what we're going to talk about today in greater detail. Again, this is going to be on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. It's also going to be on my Spotify. This is about an hour. So if you want to listen back, you can. And you can access these at nataliepace.com. Just click on the Spotify or click on the YouTube and you can get there. All right. So back to Bitcoin. So first thing is this. A lot of us or a lot of people that I talk to, we're getting their Bitcoin information by really cute and savvy young traders on TikTok or YouTube, and now they, you know, those those people that were getting a lot of bank for all of the viewers that were liking all of their things. People like you when you know things go up, but if things start heading south, now those people are not necessarily getting anybody listening to them. I think it's important to grade your guru before you listen to anything they say. So, somebody that's under the age of thirty, even though they may really mainstream uh, cryptocurrency all day long, they don't have their ten thousand hours yet, probably. Okay, and with the economy, there's other things to consider. You can't just you know, read up on all the white papers of all the various coins and all coins, and then look at technical charts and then make money. Because there are, um, there's a, a, a famous phrase from Andrew Lowe, who's an MIT, uh, very famous professor of economics at MIT. And he said, there are three laws in physics that explain about 99% of what happens in the universe. There are 99 laws of economics that explain about three things that have 3% of what happens in the world of economy. So there's a lot of moving parts from, you know, macro, micro, and emotional that all fold in to what's going to happen with asset classes. So it's really important. I mean, I've been doing this now since 1999, And, you know, that's if I if I thought that I could just give you one panacea and that would make you rich, I would do it. But what I know is that you can't outsmart the feds or, you know, you you can't pretend that Bitcoin and Ethereum and all the altcoins are currencies when they are a trading platform and you're getting killed because of the hedge funds and the whales. Now, we're starting to see margin calls kick in, we're starting to see fear kick in. So Main Street comes in after the losses come in and take it down further. But the first movers are always the big money in both stocks and crypto. All right, so I wanna tell you a few more things to think about on the crypto front. So again, they may be great marketers and they really can lure you in with these splashy headlines, but grade your guru. And you, there's a blue highlighted link where you can click to a former blog that I had written on that. And also be sure to check out, there's the webinar and podcast. Okay. Will prices on crypto keep plunging? So we have seen crypto crashes over the years. We saw a big crash in, in uh, 2017. And uh, actually it was in 2018. The high was in December of 2017. It was terrible. It went from 20,000 down to 3,000. We had a small recovery in 2019. So if you had bought in at 3,000, then you would have uh, done okay because it went back up to seven or nine. I mean, more than okay. But for most people, if they had bought high in 20,000, it never came even close to that. And then when the pandemic hit, the price plunged again. So you you can go to Coinbase and see this for yourself. If you click on the prices and then you click on um, Bitcoin, sorry, the, the system slowed down just a little bit. And then all you have to do is click on all and it will take you and show you what the all-time performance of it. Now, the 2017 crash is, you know, is so much lower than it got today. So again, the high was actually 20,000 that it's harder to see it. But here you can see that it went all the way down there to 3,000, and that was in you know the December of uh, 2018. So within one year, it had dropped from t- uh, 20,000 high to about 3,500. But here's another interesting thing that you can see here is that in 2019 it went up, but again, crypto went down again during the the pandemic. Lock, stock, and barrel with stocks. So. Between February 19th and March 23rd of 2020, when we first heard about the pandemic, the S&P 500 lost 38%. It was the fastest that a bull market had become a bear in history. It went boom, right? That was stocks, but it drugged down crypto and it drugged down gold with it. And then they had a nice rise, as you can see. So does it mean that crypto is over? No, but it still could go lower. Again, for the reason I told you, the first movers were, you know, the big money, and and then it's Main Street. Now, there's another thing too, is that crypto is a worldwide investing thing. So when I was looking at it, I saw that in Kazakhstan and Russia, there was a lot of Bitcoin mining going on. So if those economies have tanked, that could be part of the selling too. So remember that that's something that you have to factor into the mix is it's not just U.S. investors that are selling here. U.S., Canada, China, Russia, Kazakhstan, you know, all over the world, people are buying and selling uh, Bitcoin and crypto. So. I do think it can go lower. And that, again, the capture gains strategy is what is going to save you. Have a slice or two of your pie when it shoots the moon. Capture gains. Keep a slice because you don't want to pretend that you're like Nostradamus and you know everything. Keep a slice if you th- think it's still going to shoot the moon. If you think, oh, you know what? I think that 69,000 is really good, but I think it's going to go to 100 or four, I, We saw that headline 420 keep two slices, okay, sell four, keep two. So the slice system and having hot slices, it gives you a parameter. It helps you to stick to your knitting. Now, does the crypto crash mean that crypto is doomed? That I think is unlikely because there are just too many big people, big money, that have investments in it. Also, NFTs have become very popular and almost all of that platform is on either Bitcoin, Ethereum or altcoin. Um, That's the way that you pay for it. It doesn't get paid for any other way. So I don't think that all the big money and the NFT, people who think that they've bought something that's gonna become so much more valuable that they're just gonna give up that for the ghost. So I don't think that Bitcoin, Ethereum and the altcoins are over. But can they go lower? Absolutely. Yes. Should you be buying and holding? Should you have diamond hands and all these cool little memes that keep coming up? No, you're going to get eaten by the whales. Should you have hot slices? Yes. Should you rebalance regularly? Yes. Capture gains at the high and uh, buy in at the low. That's going to be helpful. You're going to be on more often on the right side of the trade. And when you're on the wrong side of the trade, you're going to be limiting your losses so that you can have the emotional fortitude and the liquidity to buy low when it hits its bottom or close to it. Is crypto a good safe haven? As I mentioned to you earlier, you know all of these things. Whether it's gold or crypto, or some people like utilities, they wanna try to find things that they think are gonna remain buoyant during recessions, buoyant during economic troubled times. Now, does that mean that it goes on the safe side of your nest egg? I would not be putting it there. So again, if we're looking at the uh, nest egg pie chart, I wanna make sure that my safe side does not lose money. So if I know that crypto is as volatile and it only takes one look at that chart to see how volatile it is, it's not a safe investment. If you think it's a safe haven because you're gonna be a prepper and now go out and buy your own house and have your own grid and your own solar wall, uh, Tesla wall, and you're gonna be, be the only one that can buy things with your uh, Bitcoin, okay, fine. But keep four slices of of, of your hots then. Um, I've just seen too many people that buy into that theory. And right now are going to be really hurting. I mean, some people even that I've coached and they're like, yeah, I know what risk I'm taking and I'm doing it outside of my pie chart. I would not do that. I would do it as my whole plan, as my whole plan. If I'm right and I Four hot slices of crypto. If you're right and it shoots the moon, you're still gonna be really, really happy. And if it doesn't and it implodes, then you can buy more low if you still believe in it. So it's a safe haven potentially if the dollar does become worthless. Although honestly, if we hit an apocalypse, I do think that you're going to be able to sell the food that you've grown in your backyard or perhaps water that flows in the river next to you more easily than your Bitcoin or even, you know, a a gold nugget. So remember, and in fact, on the safe side, that's some of the things that we talk about, how you can eliminate bills and that could be that extra money could be better than the ROI that you're potentially getting on these investments that are losing you money. It's crypto and energy hog. Bitcoin and Ethereum are definitely energy hogs. So we I was looking at, and you can actually click over to it right there, the Cambridge uh, Center for Alternative Energy, and they talk about the usage of Bitcoin. So you can click right over to that. You can also see the you know countries. I linked to that on the EIA so that you can see yourself. But. The amount of network power that is used annually for Bitcoin is more than the country of Sweden, Norway, or Ukraine uses. So, yes, it is a lot. Now, there are some altcoins that are designed to be faster and greener. I mentioned three here. Um, all of the coins are down, way down. Again, you're buying low, but do I think it can go lower? I do. Personally, I'm waiting a little bit more. And I was tempted last week when I saw how low things had gone. And I was like, you know what? I think it's gonna be more, sadly, I'm gonna wait. And again, it's not on intuition, it's on data and statistics. Can a main street investor surf the ways of crypto successfully? If you use the pie chart system, the answer to that is yes. You do have to learn it, whether it's reading about it in the ABCs of money. Again, there's a link there. Come to our next financial empowerment retreat. It's online. You can join us from anywhere. So just go to nataliepace.com and click on the retreat banner ad. And there you can find the 18 plus things that you're going to learn and implement and master and the pricing information. Uh, We incentivize people coming together. And you can find out even the hours. So it's um, it's 8 to 4 Pacific, 11 to 7 Eastern online. Don't let that scare you that it's three days, 8 to 7. I mean, 11 to 7 or 8 to 4. You're going to be working. It's not just you watching me blabber on. I'm going to say, okay, let's set up our pie chart here. Here's a website. Here's what I want you to do. You're going to do the work. You're going to come back and you say, oh, that. That worked out great. I can't believe how easy that was. I'm saying, okay, now let's take it a step deeper. Try this now. So I want you to come out of the retreat at the boss of your money, essentially. I want you to have the news information and education, the ABCs of money we all should have received in high school so that you can score A's in life math. This is easy as a pie chart, but you must learn it and you must implement it. And now would be a good time because even though the markets have dropped by 18.4% in stocks and further in crypto, we can talk about the losses there, um, they still could go lower, right? So now is the time where you want to learn and implement this strategy to protect yourself. Okay, should you transfer your retirement plan into an LLC IRA? IRA that invests in crypto. I think it's really important for you to read. It's only one paragraph there. So come back and read this. But what I want to say is this, IRAs do have tax advantages, but betting your retirement on an asset that floats like plunges and soars and plunges and soars—that that is something that's very risky. So I would recommend that if your IRA is big enough or your 401k, whatever retirement plans, if it's big enough for you to do both, for you to have your IRA in a traditional brokerage and maybe have that IRA LLC where you invest in crypto and then that LLC IRA is a slice or two rather than your entire investment strategy, okay? All right, so... There are again, six different points that are really important about crypto. And this is the most recent blog. I just posted it today. So if you go to nataliepacecom forward slash blog, so you can enter that in, the first blog that you will see is this one about Bitcoin. And you can also access it on the homepage. Again, just go to that menu and click on the blog right there and it'll take you over to it. Okay, so um, I did have one question about bonds that I want to, so the long and the short of it is the bottom line, now is the time where you have to get a little defensive. We are definitely overweighting 20% safe in our sample pie charts. So you're gonna pretend you're 20 years older so that you can limit the amount that you have at risk. On the safe side, bonds are not safe. And I got a question saying, well, now that interest rates are rising, are bonds safe? No, because as interest rates continue to rise, the the value of the bond continues to go down. So let me show you again, this particular chart that we looked at earlier, hang on. It's right back here. There it is. Oh, that's the asset bubble one. I do need to show you that one too. I think it's, well, maybe I closed it. Okay, so the chart that I showed you earlier about, um, oh, I know it's here. Sorry. Hang on, hang on. There it is. What you will notice is that bonds are really a very low return. So government bonds are about 4% over the past 10 years and corporate bonds are about 6%. Now, if you are trying to get a 4% or 6% return, you have to go into not creditworthy bonds and you have to go really far out. So that is something that's a big problem because those bonds are what we're calling illiquid and negative yielding. That means they're losing money, and nobody wants to buy them from you. So if you have to sell them because you want to buy a house or any other thing that might come up, you aren't going to be able to, and it's going to be worth less. So it's really important. Safe side shouldn't be losing money. So you're being sold into something saying, well, oh, you better keep up with inflation, so you better buy bonds. But You're going to lose money and lose buying power. The inflation is still going to be there. And if you lose money and lose buying power, that's going to be even worse, especially if you can't even access your money because you just bought a 45-year bond. So there's two little things that I wanted you to look at. One of them is an asset bubble chart. So as you can see here, we have a lot of problems in our economy. That's why everything is in red here. We have way too much debt, every, all across the board, consumer debt, public debt, um, debt and loans to corporations. It's just all across the board that we have pension debt, o- other post-employment benefit debt. The bottom line is that over half of the S&P 500 is at or near junk bond status. They have a lot of debt, even like Goldman Sachs has a lot of debt. A lot of banks have a lot of debt. They're at BBB. Triple A is the top. BBB is the is the bottom of investment grade, and then it goes into junk bond status. Ford is a junk bond, so you need to be really, really careful because you're going to have to go very close to junk bond status to get any yield at all, and you could not be able to sell that to somebody else if you need to sell it. Bonds have credit risk, interest rate risk, duration risk, and opportunity costs today. Again. That could be different in 2023 and should be, should be by 2024 for sure. There are other ways, there are other investments that you can be considering on the safe side that are safe, income-producing hard assets that you can purchase for a good price and can consider <coughs> sorry, income that can be produced in a post-pandemic world where people are working from home. Everything is different and asset prices are way too high. So again, this is not a What's Safe webinar. It's not that I'm avoiding the topic. It's that I wanted to address crypto crash, stock crash, gold, and that sort of thing. By the way, I do think that gold does have a future. Should be a hot slice or two, obviously, right? And when you get an asset like gold, it's way underperforming on its tenure. That could mean that it could actually pop. When you have assets that are way overperforming over the past 10 years, that could actually mean <clears throat> that that particular asset could be in a position to be corrected. So you can see here that last year, stocks, large caps usually perform more like 10%. The large caps were about 17, um, above 16. Uh, Small caps are usually closer to 115 or 12%. Small caps usually outperform large caps. So these were large caps in particular were very bubblicious. Real estate is way above its trend line too. That's very bubblicious. And as interest rates rise, we are expecting to see about a 9% drop in sales. Now the economists are saying they still think that prices are gonna go up because there is such a limited supply on the market. So that's possible, but that's a prediction and that can change. No economist, especially one of an industry is gonna predict a recession in their prices. So um, the bottom line here is you need a plan that can protect you from the losses in these volatile things, stocks and gold and crypto, And you also need a plan that can get you safe in a world where bonds are illiquid and negative yielding and have interest rate risk, duration risk, credit risk, and opportunity costs. One last chart that I wanted to show you. It's my liquidity chart. This is liquidity data for the end of last year. It was pretty similar even before the pandemic. So if you have S&P 500 stocks, um, U S treasury bills, one to three year, um, gold. These are all very liquid. So people want to buy them from you. Dow Jones stocks are not as liquid and bonds are not liquid. So we've seen people that wanted to get out of some of their high risk bonds, high risk, long-term bonds. And they took a haircut. Like if they paid 10,000 for the bond, you know, people were offering them $7,500, 8000 It could get worse as credit quality gets into more distress. So the bottom line is, um, in terms of recession, we're not in a recession yet. We could be, um, and we don't know it, we won't have the announcement about whether or not we're in a recession until the end of July. So at the end of April, what we discovered is that the first quarter had contracted. That was a little bit of a surprise to us. It might not have been a surprise to the feds of 1.4%. If the second quarter contracts, that's a recession. That's going to scare people. That could drag things down again. Will that mean that crypto and gold will soar? Again, history shows us in the dot-com, in the um, Great Recession and the pandemic, that it initially drags down safe haven investments, including crypto, including gold gold but they do recover faster and they do um gain momentum faster so they start their recovery faster and they really do get get steam going but not in the beginning of the correction all right that's a lot to take in but um again there's a lot of resources i i i know that you might have paralysis by overanalysis but i want to assure you that even a handyman, um, let me show you one thing. I think it's here, I hope it's here. Let me see if I put it here. Yes, so Bill is a handyman and his wife Nilo is an office administrator. I designed a pie chart, um, drew it on the back of a napkin and she earned gains in the great recession instead of losing more than half like all of her colleagues did. So again, it is literally easy as a pie chart. If you're the kind of person that wants to learn it, then you've got to learn it, you've got to read the books, you've got to come to the retreat. If you're the kind of person that just wants an unbiased second opinion, we offer that too. email us at info at nataliepace.com. The small investment in my second opinion and my sample pie charts, just like I gave to Nilo, Mil- and Bill, um, and easy to follow blueprint. That could be, you know, the, if you have a big a 401k, you owe it to yourself to know what you own and why, and to be the boss of your money instead of having blind faith. So whatever's going to serve you best, we're here to help. And again, why do I say unbiased second opinion? Because I don't sell financial products. I sell financial wisdom. I got into this business, not because I want to make rich people richer, but because I wanted to help Main Street. And that meant that I couldn't be selling financial products and part of a system that a lot of times is built on sales. So you be the boss of your money. The salesman works, broker salesman, certified financial planner, whatever you want to call them, they work for you. And if you know what a healthy nest egg looks like, then, um, then you can have what you need. All right. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to stop it here for a second. Um, I'll open up the phone line. So if anybody wants to ask a question, if it's something that I think all of us would benefit from, I absolutely would record the answer. And Sterling, I recorded, I gave you a lot more than just a simple answer to your bond question. And you have two other blogs and podcasts and video conferences that you can look at on that topic. All right, everybody. So thank you again for joining me today. Remember that after these live teleconferences and video conferences, I post this as a podcast on Spotify. I post it on YouTube. Um, and you know, if you want to be a part of our live video conferences, you just need to email us info at Nataliepace.com with video con in the subject line, and we'll add you to that list. Also, if you are interested in our investor educational retreat, it's online. You can join us from anywhere. Remember, if you have attended a retreat before, it's really you get a great discount. If you're a volunteer, it's really, really affordable. And if you come and you bring someone with you, whether it's a teenager, um, a niece, nephew, son, daughter, husband, wife, whatever it is that you want to do, we had a group that came and the more people you bring, the more discounts you get. So we really incentivize people who come together. So again, if you're looking at that pricing list that I was telling you about on our retreat, Right now, we're in the regular pricing period. And by the way, it, I was looking back at our 2006 prices <clears throat> for the retreat. It was the highest one was 1850 So the fact that you're paying 895, everywhere else it's inflation. We have managed to have cost efficiencies hosted online. All of these things where we're able to bring you savings. So this retreat is much more affordable than it's ever been. $8.95 for one person, and the second person will come at 550. dollars and if you put together a group of five or more during the regular price period, the fifth person is $199. So again, we really want to incentivize people to come together, and the reason for that is that it's, it is a community. Community is needed more than ever right now. Um, there are many reasons for that. We'll probably have more blogs talking about that in the coming weeks, but um, community is going to be uh, one of the biggest safe havens, whether it's your family community, your friend community, your colleague community, community is going to be key. All right. So again, Um, Our email is info at And thank you for joining me and I'll see you soon.